Welcome to Frontline Nursing, a podcast about frontline nurses in the COVID-19 era. Each month, we provide the tools nurses need to navigate the challenges they face during a pandemic. We will cover the state of the science, self-care, and other critical topics. My name is Dr. Reina Letorno, and I am your host. Welcome to Frontline Nursing Podcast Episode 2. Today's episode is titled, Behind the Mask, Realities of Caring for COVID Patients. And we welcome our guest, Liz. Liz has been a registered nurse since 2008 after finishing an associate degree program. Liz returned to school and earned her Bachelor of Science in Nursing in 2019. She started as a new nurse in the emergency department in a hospital in New England, where she's worked as a nurse for the past 13 years. In order for our guest today to be comfortable sharing experiences while working in an emergency department, we are not identifying her employer and using an alias to protect her identity. Liz is invited to the podcast to share her realities of caring for COVID patients. Welcome, Liz. Thanks for joining us. Let's start by talking about nursing in an emergency department setting. Some of the excitement of working in an emergency department is that your shift is never predictable, right? And although you have different types of patients that are different ages, have different complaints and different needs, there's usually a typical routine of care in the emergency department that you've experienced since the beginning of your career. Would you agree? Yes. And I want to say thank you for having me today. But that is correct. Definitely. So can you talk to us a little bit about the differences that you saw at the beginning of the pandemic in the spring of 2020 compared to all of the years of your previous nursing practice in the emergency department? Well, um, in the beginning of the pandemic, I was very nervous. Most of my colleagues were as well. Although we do receive education every year regarding the proper way to don and doff our PPE, universal precautions, and about like disaster protocols, Most of the isolation patients we cared for prior to the pandemic were contact precautions for things like MRSA, VRE, and ESBL. On occasion, we did have a patient with TB that we had to do full respiratory isolation, but the COVID-19 virus was new and we didn't have a lot of knowledge about this virus. I believe that we really weren't fully prepared for this pandemic and the fear of the unknown was very stressful for me and my colleagues. One of the biggest problems is, is hospitals really didn't have enough PPE. So patients were arriving and they were very critically ill. And we really didn't have a lot of clear treatment to care for patients with COVID-19 at the time. So most of the unknown was very, very scary in the beginning. You mentioned that hospitals across the country did not have enough personal protective equipment or PPE for the nurses to appropriately keep themselves safe while they're caring for their patients. Was that one of the things that you experienced in your emergency department? Yes, I did. So prior to the pandemic, we were fit tested every year for our N95 mask. When you went down, you got fit tested, they gave you one mask and the instructions for that were use it for one shift and then discard it after your shift. But in the beginning of the pandemic, we were running out so quickly that they instructed us to use them for our entire shift spray them with alcohol after and hang them in a paper bag and use them. And we were using those masks for two, three, four weeks at a time, the same mask, because they didn't have enough to go around. And eventually it got to the point where there was shortage of these N95 masks and they were getting substitutes. So you had to be refitted often. 
And a lot of the new masks weren't fitting on nurses. So they ended up using the Max Air hoods. So they'd be wearing a Max Air hood all day long, which again, you're using it so often that eventually those break down too. So we started losing the filters, the batteries would run down, and then we couldn't get any of the parts for the Max Air hoods. So that was pretty scary, I have to say. And we started actually buying our own equipment. Some people bought their own Max Air hoods in the ER. And my colleagues and I, we all started to purchase the Envo masks online and the face shields. We had a very big shortage of face shields. So I myself, not only did I purchase my Envo mask and filters, but I purchased face shields and I purchased glasses that went right over my regular eyeglasses and protected my eyes on a daily basis. That's a lot to to make sure that you're worrying about, to have all of your equipment and supplies that normally you would expect the employer to provide to their nurses. But it sounds like the nurses had to go out and be resourceful and find the resources themselves to bring to work. Can you tell me a little bit more about what it's like to be a nurse in the ER? How busy are you? Everybody thinks of the ER probably as what we see on television. But tell me more about the busyness and a typical day in in the emergency department for a nurse. So the ER is a very busy place. It's very unpredictable. You know, some patients can be very high acuity. Some could be a very low acuity and you have a good mix of those. But sometimes you can have many critical patients at once and you're very short staffed. So working in an assignment that you don't have a CNA assigned to you can really be difficult because you're doing everything on top of caring for your patients. Meaning, so if I was in with a critical patient and I was making sure that the patient, the life-saving measures were being handled for this patient, such as medications and monitoring their airway and monitoring their cardiac rhythm, and I have a call light going off, you know, three doors down, and that's because my patient needs to use the bathroom, I can't necessarily leave the critical patient I'm with to toilet that patient, which is an emergency for that patient because they have to use the bathroom. A lot of times EMS is coming in and they really, they need a place to put their patient and all of the rooms are full. So we're using hallways sometimes. We have no control over how many patients we get during the day. So you just have to be prepared for whatever is going to show up at the hospital and whatever walks through the door, which probably can lead to incredibly busy days. So if you're working as a nurse and you're responsible to be taking care of all of these patients during your shift, and sometimes there are more patients than there are rooms, so the patients may be treated in hallways, how do you find time to take care of yourself while you're taking care of these patients? Do you take regularly scheduled breaks? Do you get a lunch break? In theory, we're supposed to have a lunch break every day, but we don't get one. It's very rare that we take a regularly scheduled lunch break. It's really hard to leave your assignment in the middle of the day to go and eat for a lengthy period of time when you have critical patients. There's a lot that needs to be done. There's a lot that needs to be monitored. And even if you are working with other colleagues, their assignments sometimes are just as heavy as yours. So to say to one of your fellow nurses, could you please watch my patients while I run to lunch? 
they can't necessarily keep a good eye on your patients if they have critical patients themselves. And if you do leave and you come back and it's really busy, you'll have a lot of work to do that you're going to have to catch up on as well. So it's really difficult to take a regularly scheduled break during the day. I try to sneak away and grab, you know, a little snack here and there just to keep myself nourished throughout the day, but it's very difficult to do that. So it sounds like an incredibly busy place. Have you seen a change in the level of busyness or the amount of patients since the pandemic has begun? Have you had more patients during this past year? Well, I think that it's not that I've had more patients. It's the type of care that has become more overwhelming. Every room that you go into, you have to completely gown up. So we wear our N95 and our face shield all day. But every room you go into, you have to don and doff and clean in between. So most of the patients coming in with COVID are pretty sick and they require a lot of respiratory treatment, which is an emergency. And if you have a patient that comes in, you have to make sure that you are gowned and gloved in full PPE before you go into that room. So it becomes very time consuming to be doing that in between patients. Whereas before, if you had a patient that was in distress, you could run right in the room and take action for what you needed to do. Now you have to make sure that you're completely gowned and that you are protecting yourself prior to going in that room. I think that it takes a lot of time to go in and do those things. So by the time you get in there and get them done, you're in the room for a longer period of time. Okay. So with the increased amount of time it takes for giving nursing care to the COVID patients, are you able to provide the same level of quality that you're used to? Well, I do try my best every day that I go to work, but I can't always provide the care that I want to, especially if, you know, I have four critical COVID patients. My other patients that aren't as critical have to wait for their needs to be met. And that's not the care that I always like to provide. I I like to make sure that all the needs are met in a timely manner for each one of my patients. But you can't always do that now. And that's very difficult. Liz, we are one year into the pandemic, a year into something that many people thought would end after a couple of weeks of shutdown and distancing. So this leads me to the next two questions. You've already kind of skin the surface, but can you give us some more detail about what it's like caring for COVID patients? And are things better or worse than one year ago? So caring for a COVID patient is a lot easier now than it was a year ago. We feel more comfortable in our PPE now than we did a year ago. We were always afraid that we hadn't gowned right or hadn't gloved right or our mask wasn't fitting. Now we've learned to be able to don and doff, as they say, quicker getting in with our patients. We've come up with processes. So when I know that I'm getting a COVID patient, I make sure that every item that I need to take care of that patient comes into the room with me. And it's quicker now because I can think quicker after doing it so many times. When you go in and you take care of them, you try to make sure that you get everything done 
in the same time so that you're not going in and out of the room as often. And I think that we have learned over the year how best to treat these patients, such as proning, different respiratory treatments, different medications. We can give remdesivir. We know that the combination with dexamethasone helps as well. So I think that our knowledge and the tools that we have to treat COVID patients now are much better. I know that my anxiety level is not as bad as it was a year ago because we have more knowledge than we did a year ago. Thanks for explaining that. And I'd like to follow up with, you mentioned your anxiety level. Did you feel that you had or have increased anxiety level or um, increased amount of stress related to providing nursing care during the pandemic? Yes, I do. Um, I think that most of my stress taking care of COVID patients was, if I have to think about it, it would be March of last year until May, because there was so many unknowns about this virus and how to care for these patients and how to protect ourselves when we're going into care for those patients. And wondering, am I going to go to work today and have the PPE that I need to care for those patients? I found looking back that as the summer went on, I felt a little more comfortable because we did have more knowledge. And now here we are a year later, and there's so much knowledge, and it's very helpful to care for these patients, having the knowledge and the tools that you need to go in and do it, such as your PPE. I feel like with the vaccine coming too and the antibody monoclonal antibody treatments that they have out, I feel that that is just more tools in our fight against this virus. And I feel much more comfortable. I am not anxious taking care of COVID patients anymore like I was a year ago. Thank you. So with the advances in science and increased knowledge for the nursing workforce, you find that that's decreasing your anxiety and you're able to better prepare yourself to care for your your patients. Absolutely. You mentioned that your anxiety was really high in those first three months of the pandemic, or you mentioned between March and May. And we've seen a lot of people leave the nursing profession because of this pandemic, we've seen pandemic-related departures. Have you seen that in your institution? I have, but I feel like I saw nurses leaving this profession a few years prior to the pandemic. So I don't believe it's just the pandemic that made these nurses leave. Over the past few years, the demands on nurses have really increased. We're left to care for more acute patients with less resources. So it's burning nurses out. Some are leaving the bedside for jobs that are less stressful and less physical, like working in administration or like working for insurance companies. Some of the nurses during the pandemic, they're leaving to take more contract jobs because they're making more money doing that. But it's leaving a huge deficit in knowledge and skills at the bedside. And I've noticed that it's leaving most emergency rooms without staff because Everybody does not want to work this physical. It's it's very physical. Is the physicality of the job exhausting? It is. It definitely is exhausting. But I think a combination of the physical work and the emotional work, I think the combination of both has really burned us nurses out. So then let me get personal with you, Liz, please. Why do you stay? 
why do you stay at the bedside caring for patients in an emergency department when there are other opportunities in nursing? There are administrative opportunities. There are faculty opportunities. There are even contract opportunities at other hospitals. Why do you stay where you are? Well, I stay because I love it. I love everything about the emergency room. I love the excitement. I love it like I did the first day I started in the emergency room. When I go to work, I see patients ranging in age from zero to 100. Every room that I walk in is different from the last. It's a great place to work if you love it, if you're okay with the physical and the emotional piece of it. I also, in the last couple of years, I've had to provide mentorship to the new generation of nurses at our bedside. Teaching these new nurses coming in really, really keeps me motivated to be there. I learned from a really amazing generation of nurses. They taught you so many things that you really didn't learn in nursing school. And I love being able to pass that knowledge on in hopes that these nurses will one day feel the same way as I do and be able to give very good care to these patients because of what they learned at the bedside. So important to make sure that we're going to be passing on our knowledge and expertise to the next generation of nurses. So thank you for doing that. You know, you mentioned if you're okay with the physical and the emotional, and you mentioned how important it is to pass on your knowledge and expertise and prepare the future nurses. So what suggestions would you have for other nurses or new nurses who share your realities of caring for COVID patients? What suggestions would you give them so that they would stay in our nursing profession? Well, I've done a a lot of work on this over the last couple of months, that's for sure. I've made sure that I'm eating small, frequent snacks. I'm making sure that I'm hydrating. So at the beginning of my shift, I have a bottle of water. In the middle of my shift, I do. And at the end of my shift, I also, I've learned to walk away for a few minutes. There are times where you just need to clear your head, step out for five minutes and come back. It, it just, it, it'll help you finish your shift without really being upset. After my shift, it takes me probably about an hour to decompress. So if you have to take a ride after work, take a ride, listen to some music. A lot of times I get in the shower and just let it run for 20 minutes on my head because it just being alone and having the time to clear your head and put your thoughts together is something you really, really need to do. I try to make sure that I'm engaging in activities that bring me joy, such as reading and scrapbooking. I also make sure that I am maintaining contact with my friends and family. Of course, social distancing is really (laughs) a big problem now, but just because we have to socially distance doesn't mean we have to socially isolate either. I feel like it's really important to do that because it'll help bring you some normalcy to your life. But I also want to strongly encourage nurses to find out what their employer offers for staff support. So in the hospital I work in, we have a critical incident stress management team, and they do debriefing after there's been a bad incident. But they also can help set you up with counseling and speak to you in regards to things that you are struggling with. So recently, I had a new nurse come to me because she was feeling very overwhelmed and she wasn't able to provide the level of care that she was used to. And she was really upset about it. So I advised her to call them and they set her up with some counseling to make her feel better. We're human beings. And if we don't take the time for ourselves, we certainly cannot provide care for everyone else. 
and the emotional piece of everything that has happened in COVID. And as an emergency room nurse, you see some really tragic events happen. It's really, really important to know where you can get the support. Liz, thank you for giving us some examples of strategies that you use for self-care and for sharing those with other nurses, strategies that you use while you're on shift and strategies that you use in your life. So thank you very much. That's really valuable. And hopefully some of these strategies will be useful to other nurses that are listening to our podcast today. My last question to you, Liz, is regarding your nursing workforce and your nursing profession and, and your nursing practice. We've heard a lot recently about getting back to normal. Do you think that nursing will ever get back to the way that it was before the pandemic? Or do you think that the pandemic has changed the way nurses will practice forever? I think that it has changed the way nurses will practice forever. I think that nurses will be more vigilant to infectious diseases beyond what they were before. I don't think that COVID is going to go away completely. I think that it's going to reappear. And I'm hoping that enough people will be vaccinated that it'll keep us safe. But I think in the future, I think that we will probably end up wearing a mask all day, every day in the emergency room, even if it's not an N95, just a regular mask, because I feel like it's the new norm for us. Thank you, Liz. And I'd like to thank you for sharing your experience as an emergency nurse during this pandemic. Thank you for sharing your observations and what's happening with the nursing workforce and giving us some examples. So much appreciated for your time, Liz. Thank you, Raina. I appreciate it. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Frontline Nursing. This podcast is made possible thanks to generous funding by Florida philanthropists, Mr. David Kotok and Ms. Christine Slesinger. If you liked this episode, please check out our educational series, Frontline Nursing During COVID-19, A New Paradigm, presented by the University of South Florida College of Nursing. The Frontline Nursing Program is designed to give frontline nurses the tools they need to advocate for their safety and well-being during the COVID-19 pandemic. Nurses may receive four CEUs at no cost, thanks to funding from our generous donors. For more information, email us at frontlinenursing at usf.edu. This is the podcast that frontline nurses need.